This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. What a blessed morning. Are you glad to be in church? In spite of the rain, it's a rain of mercy. <laughs> Let's read John chapter 16 before we take our seat this morning. Hallelujah. The best way to live outside the zones or the zone where evil spirit can afflict you is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. When you are filled, nothing else can be added. And the Holy Spirit in your life repels forces of darkness. Interestingly, um, <laughs> okay. these things I have spoken unto you that you should not be offended. Thank you. Well, thank you. Amen. God bless Pastor Desola. <laughs> Glory to God. You will soon see our songs all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> I have spoken to that you should not be offended. No, I'll go to verse 12. Verse 12. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them or bear them now. Who is talking here? So he said he had many things to tell disciples, but they weren't prepared to hear those things. Then he said in next verse, I'll be here when he not eats. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, he will show you things to come. Wow. It's a beautiful thing to know tomorrow. Nobody knows tomorrow. Nobody knows tomorrow. It is true in a sense. But the one who knows tomorrow lives inside you. And when you tap into that well, you can know tomorrow. What we call tomorrow is already in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. The spirit of truth. It shall show you things to come. One more place and we take our seats. Hallelujah. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. It's a scripture you should know very well. Very popular scripture. Joel 2 28. It shall come to pass afterward. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And the Bible says, where there's no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 28, 29, 18 or so. Where there's no vision, the people perish. But when the Spirit will come, it will give young men vision. God bless you, you can have your seat. How many people have been receiving visions from the Spirit of God? <laughs> Hallelujah. 
there are signs that will let you know that there is the operation of the Holy Spirit in your life. Revelation of the future. Then visions of God. And visions are of different categories. Every word spoken to you by God is a vision. There can be a dream. But that's for old men. Visions, dreams, and prophecies are three things that will be multiplied whenever you see the activities of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost cannot invade the life. And that that person is not seeing visions, dreaming dreams, or prophesying. That is strange. If a person claims that he is baptized in the Holy Ghost, and you are not seeing visions, you are not dreaming dreams, you are not receiving prophecies from your spirit, or from the Spirit of God, and it's not showing you things to come, then what is the Holy Spirit doing in your life? So Jesus started by saying that everything I've told you, they are maybe table of contents. There are things I want to say. I cannot say now, my disciple, Jesus was talking to them, but somebody's coming. Is coming with a higher ministry, not because a higher person. I'm sending it because another dispensation is about to start. He started by saying that I will not leave you as orphans. Orphanos. Say, I will leave you orphanos. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And he said, I will come by sending somebody called the Holy Spirit. The first thing every Christian should know, if you are not acquainted with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you are going to live as an orphan on earth. There will be oppression. Remember where we read last week, Isaiah 32, and then last verse, or second last, the Bible said the palace shall be forsaken. It shall be the habitation of jackals and hoes. He said, until the Spirit be poured from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful land. Wherever there is Holy Ghost, wilderness will be turned to a fruitful land. And he said that the one that is already a fruitful field, give me that verse, will be turned to a forest. What verse is that? Again? Some of our whispering, if you are sure, stay in now. <laughs> you know, chorus answer is queen in those days. So the teacher was okay, you answer the question, and then you go with what verse? Verse 15. Thank you. Until that means things don't, no wonder. In the beginning, we don't know the how long, we don't know how long the earth was dark for. But the Bible said that the earth was shapeless and formless. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God began to move. When God noticed the movement of the Spirit, then God spoke. I think we'll get there. When Elijah said, about this time tomorrow, a measure of which shall be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley 
at the gate of Samaria. He said that Second Kings chapter 7 from the beginning. He said, hear the word of the Lord. But you remember, before Elijah said so, there was famine for many months. Elijah did not say, or Elisha did not say it day one. He didn't say it day two. But Elisha was waiting for something. At a particular point in time, he said, hear the word of the Lord. By this time tomorrow, this is the power that every human being is seeking to have. Ability to control your circumstances. When you ask that what is the greatest need of man, it's not money. It's not relationship. All those things are being used by man to satisfy something. The greatest need of any man, white, black, Caucasian, whatever anybody is, is power to control circumstances. If a man can say, by this time tomorrow, 10 billion will appear in my account, and it will happen. If a man can say that, if he can look at his daughter, who is having a problem, maybe the man is 60, daughter is 30, and she yet to marry, and he says to her, by this time next month, I declare that you are married. If a man can look at injustice in the environment, and say, every wicked person here, you will not last next 24 hours, and it happens. If a man can control his circumstances around him, it looks at a nation like Nigeria and you speak a word, injustice, to the point that leaders fear you, that when you say something, it is done. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. If a man can walk up to hospital and look at a cancer person and say, be fine, and the person is okay. This is what every man Ability to have something in you that can adjust life at will, at any time. This is what we use money for. But money is limited. This is what you use connection for. But it is limited. So when you are in a long queue, and you know somebody in the office, and they ask you to come to the front of the queue, you feel bigger than the rest. <laughs> people who don't have power will always resent those who have it you know when they ask someone collects any kind of ID card in Nigeria it's time to punish you once it's national stuff so one time my driver's license expired and I went to road safety office in Rojodu I think we'll get there you should always trust the Lord to work with you even in small things when I saw the queue I surrendered Anything national, anything of national nature, we will sit down on our own. They come and tell us to collect BBM. Come and you, just once you are going, you are going to meet every except it, it will now become man no man. Is this country a war? What? What should be done online? They ask you to come there physically. You get there, you see long crowd, and everybody begins to use authority. Yeah. Last time I was coming, when we we're coming from UK, I still saw it. Immigration help people to shun queue. You know, once, once you enter Nigeria, you are going to queue. And then they will come and some soldiers just come and then go and take you from the back and take them to the front. But in other nations, you shall all queue. And nobody's going to shun queue for anybody. But in Nigeria, it's a unique nation. Hallelujah. So I got to the road safety office and I saw the crowd. I just sat down. So after about 10 minutes, 
they were writing names on, on paper. My, my number, my name was 313 or so. So, you know, after 10 minutes, I just wrote my name and sat down. We sat outside, under the sun there. I knew before, I just said, don't bother to talk to anybody. So I just felt like, ah, uh-uh. I saw a man coming. I didn't know who he was. Sincerely, was he wearing anything to show that he was of any rank or anything? And I just wanted to ask him one question. I said, excuse me, sir, my number is 313. This is true. I just want to ask, will it get to my turn today? Or I should come back to say, what will, I want, if we do get to my turn, they are waiting any time. But what I don't want is to sit down till 4 o'clock, to not be told by 4 that I come back tomorrow. So let me know now. And I was, I was trying to ask him that, do you cover this number of people a day? Because I know you work here. That question sort of, maybe it was like, he wanted to smile, he wanted to fry, he didn't know what to do. He just said, follow me. So I followed him. It was then I knew it was. When we entered the office, everybody stood up. I didn't know. And he said, this man is my friend. Oh yeah, capture him, do everything now. And he said, oh, just sit here. And when they finished, in 10 minutes, I wanted to thank him and I didn't see him again. Others were telling the rest. When they saw me, he said, who is this guy? I said, oh, God brought him. He said, he's his friend. So when I came out, I saw a, what you call evil eyes. Oh, God. Ah! I almost stood to explain that. Hey, what, me, me, money. I don't know him. He said, no, I'm not, I'm not a big, I don't know him. Not that I, all of them, they just fixed their eyes on me. If eyes could kill, I would have died that day. Hello, hey, I'm not responsible for your predicament. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord must have helped me to recognize that man. Even though I didn't know who he was. Honestly, I just wanted to ask a question. You work here, sir. Do you normally do up to 300 people in a day? Let me know where I stand. That was all I wanted to ask him. Not knowing that I was talking to the boss. Because he was coming alone like any other person. I feel like telling the rest that who asked you not to have the Holy Spirit? <laughs> oh Lord my God. Is somebody with me? Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. When he was there physically with the disciples, every time people or life ask them questions, Jesus answered it. They asked about tithes, uh, about tax. He told them to go and catch a fish. He told them what to do. They could not cast out a spirit, and in the night they asked the master, "Why couldn't we?" And he said, "Because of your unbelief." He explained to them when they were eating without washing their hands, plucking the Pharisees wanted to attack them. Jesus defended the disciples. He said, "No, no, no, no." The son of man is the Lord of Sabbaths. So, you can understand when there was storm, Jesus said, peace, be still. And the storm went down. Then, one day he announced to them, it's time to depart. And he said, because I told you I'm going, sorrow has filled you. Who will not feel sorrowful when that kind of person is leaving you? 
they never struggle to hit. They never struggle to overcome life. In Luke chapter 10, he sent them out two by two. And they were casting out demons freely and healing the sick. And they came back rejoicing and said, Master, even demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, don't rejoice about casting out demons. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Everything was working. Because somebody in their midst was working it. Nobody struggled among the disciples. They looked at the temple, Matthew 24. And he said, look at this stone. And Jesus told them in time. And they came to him and said, Master, when will this happen? And they began to list the events of the last days. He was the one that answered all their questions. So when he said it, is that no wonder when he died, before the Holy Ghost came, they went to lock themselves in the upper room. They became timid and they became as orphans. They were afraid of life. Until something happened. 40 days after ascension, then the Holy Ghost came down. Exactly what Jesus said. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. Then you shall be my witness. Something settles in you and the result of it will be clear vision, power, direction. You start seeing and you start knowing. Mm. 7 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. We are still coming close to talking about this person. Holy Spirit. When you see a Christian who has yielded to the Holy Spirit, you can tell the difference between that Christian and every other Christian. You know, on Sunday, after service, Pastor Joshua was sharing his testimony. You know, he works for a multinational, whose name I don't want to mention. I mean, one of the biggest in the country. I know when we were in UK, the first two days, he was actually having presentations to the whites and online from morning to evening. And it's only two of them were selected in Nigeria to go through that stuff. And now he was selected, he said, we didn't even know, to go to almost the highest level in that corporation. And of course, like a global exam, you were going to sit down with people from different nations, white as well, and they're going to, they're going to present. And what they gave them to read, they said up to 10,000 pages of document, what you have to read. He looked at them and said, look, it is very obvious. I can't read this. He said he only saw two pages there. And everything they asked him. He did the test on Tuesday and on Wednesday when we got to Manchester. Before we went back to London, it was online almost all through. And they will tell you your result the following day. In the night, I remember lying down in the bed and said, Lord, this man, in spite of this exam, has followed me here. You must honor him. And thank God. It's amazing how the Lord will show you what to just focus on. Why I'm beginning to teach this is that many Christians are not giving the Holy Spirit room in your life. And we are going to begin to talk about the protocols. Many Christians are baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you have silenced him and he's so quiet. 
His nature is different from that of the Father. It's different from that of Jesus. Jesus said, anyone who speaks against the Father will be forgiven. Against the Son. He said, but against the Holy Spirit. Why does he have a different personality? He's the first to always keep quiet when you don't obey him. Some will never hear the voice of the Holy Spirit again until they go back to carry out the last instruction they gave them that they have refused to do up to now. Let me say this ahead of time. One of the major things in working with the Holy Ghost is that you must have vowed that whatsoever he says to you, you will do. He is someone that must never be disobeyed. Almost every one of us, when God started teaching Kenneth again this, we are going to talk about the aspect of, you know, like what happened to show you what to read, but the beginning of it, and this is where many people are detached. Almost when the Holy Spirit will begin to walk with you, you begin to hear him clearly. It's likely to start first of us with kingdom matters. Many times it will prompt you to talk to somebody. When you refuse, don't expect him to show you two pigs out of one thousand. It starts with the kingdom. And that is the part many people don't like. But you don't know that the Lord loves people so much. Almost all of us, like I've told you, we've had to learn in the heart, we've had to burn our fingers. The Holy Spirit will always, when he tells you, it doesn't disturb you every time I pray to work. When he tells you to somebody, it means that probably outside you talk to that, that person might never be saved. Maybe the person is on his way. Most of the people who have disobeyed, they have decided that within a week, either the person died or they will never see the person again. Because he can leave you for one year. No, you preach as a Christian every day. He doesn't necessarily say, go and talk to this. But when he says so, it means there is something serious about that matter. Can I take you refuse to? He saw the person go to, and I think he saw the vision of the person in hell. And the Lord said, I will hold you responsible. It is true. When it does, it is because there is something at stake. Yes. You know, someone like Osama Bin Laden, he actually studied in America for years before he became a terrorist. I believe, I want to get to heaven to prove me wrong, that God must have sent somebody in this class to talk to him. When those intentions were not in him, and the apostle refused. How we have seen others who are preaching the gospel now, who actually wanted to become terrorists, but somebody shared the word with them. If we can stop at the starting point of a Christian walking with the Holy Spirit, you have what you want him to do. He, he has what he wants to do. He is the one called the Lord of the harvest. He takes you to where the harvest is ripe, and he says, daughter, you are here right now for the kingdom, and then you don't want to. You know, people want him to begin to give them prophecies. They want him to share gossip with them. To tell you the secrets in our life. Tell you this one. He's not interested in that. He does that only to help people. First of all, when he says you should talk to somebody, will you? Hallelujah. You can get to a point 
there is nothing that will happen in the day that during devotion it will not reveal to you. I am planning to move this message to fellowship, but we'll enter that one next week by God's grace. You can actually get to it, but there is nothing. When I was in secondary school, there was nothing that happened in the house. And I'm, I don't, I'm not a prophet by calling, but that I did not see. I remember I told my brother one time, my father was working in one office. I lined on the bed and I just saw a new official car. I told my brother that I just saw a new official car for my dad. That means it will change and they will give me a better car. And that happened within three or four weeks without him expecting it. At times I would lie down. Now, you know, there were no GSMs in those days. Most of my friends who would show up suddenly, I would have seen during the day. And usually I would tell somebody in the house, I just saw Tokwe now. I've not seen him in two years. I don't know why that. I was lying down, I was sleeping, I saw that Tokwe visited us. Either that day or the following day, Tokwe will show up. And I'll be like, I'm not surprised that you are here. The Spirit of God. Down to where you live. He is the one that will say, don't let your daughter go to this school. Why? He knows things to come. In this school, she will meet somebody that will corrupt her. Many times, the only thing will not tell you details. You just want to go and you just feel like, no. And it will not bother to explain to you, but you have just escaped something serious. It's true. Glory to God. When we talk about dreams, we are not talking about dreams of angels or saying things alone. Even dreams of what we do with your life. There is a part of God where God tells you that this is my will for you. There is also a part of God where he energizes you to capture great dreams for your life. It is true. Ability to plan your future very well. Visions of things to come. Then it can get so serious that you begin to know that certain things. I told you, he didn't tell me about COVID, but he told us that you need to be serious about household for there will be a reason for it very soon. I told all the leaders. It almost became a fight. You hardly see me get angry, but at a point I was upset when the cells were not forming on time. Then I made a very heavy demand. Anyone that would not go to sell, I walk away from leadership. They were sure when I was getting serious by that time. Then COVID came. The church lost nothing during COVID. Many of you were watching me in your houses as groups. Because we formed, as soon as we formed the 30th cell or so, then COVID hits. But he didn't tell me why he was asking us to do that. He shall tell you. A pastor invited me. And I said, no problem, I'll be there. When I said so, I began to pray. My heart will go to that invitation and it will come back. It's going to that invitation and it will come back. That will be the only time I'll be asking, maybe on two occasions, that will be the second occasion, I'll be asking my brother. I still went to preach somewhere last night. I don't ask anybody. I only ask God where I should go and where I should not go. But I kept feeling that, ask your brother. So I called him. I said, do you know this person? 
is doing his conference and he has invited him and preach that I don't know why I feel like asking you. Then he began to laugh. Ah, he said, go and preach and embarrass yourself. I said, what's the problem? He said, the guy was in the church of my brother's mentor. He was working in the admin department there. Long and short, one Sunday they came back to church, broke into the office and stole the offering or something. And he was excommunicated. The pastor got angry. It's a popular, it's a name you all know in Nigeria. And he just said that if the pastor doesn't confess in three days, he'll run mad. Some have the grace that the Lord has always told me that when it comes to judgment, don't. Then the guy came. What did he say? What did he say? But the pastor said, Look, 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 I'm angry now. I didn't hear that they stole something in church. I said, That's where I'm here. The pastor said, oh, You know the person? He said, No, sir, I'm the person. The pastor, first of all, got up and walked away. He didn't know you. Now they excommunicated him from church. And in two months, God has called him to be a pastor. Imagine me appearing on that poster. And his former pastor is somebody I honor. That would just drive me past and be seeing me. That maybe he even gave me part of the money. That's what the guy with the money stole. This is how I just called him and I said, Excuse me, I'm a man of integrity. I am not coming. Don't put my picture on any flyer. And I didn't say more than that. I didn't call him a thief. I just said, I am not coming. He shall guide you. In this world, there are many traps. Many traps that Satan will set. Some good ideas. Some good relationships. But all towards your destruction. Except there is a higher way of looking at something. For there is a way that cement right onto a man. The tragedy is that at the end, I wish at the middle, at least you can turn back. Why will a man end 40 years after he is 69? He's now realizing he has made a mistake. At least one or two people in the church, in the history of the church, they've appealed to me before to help them talk to their mother or their father. When the father walked away many years ago, he thought he was doing the right thing. He's 72 now only to realize he has lived a fake life. He has lost everything. Now he wants to reconcile back to everybody. Why did it take him that long to realize? There is a way that cement right. But Jesus said he will guide you into all truths. There is a truth concerning oil and gas. There is a truth concerning marketing. It will guide you into all truths. It will. Hallelujah. We will take each of these. There is the power of the Holy Spirit over voice of darkness. There is the power of the Holy Spirit over circumstances of life. There is the power of the Holy Spirit to direct. There is the power of the Holy Spirit to arrange your life in such a way that your life is making progress very fast. And you are living a life fully pleasing to God. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The more you yield to him, you walk past some people, you just feel that there is something. The presence will start from your spirits. After a while, it will gain control over your soul. When that happens, 
it will start even manifesting physically to the point that when you enter a camp with people that are possessed, they become uneasy and they want to just leave. It is true. When I'm in public places, you either give me so much favor or you hate me passionately for doing nothing. People just say, you come. I just want to help you. Or I, I have met, I'm sorry, sir, it doesn't mean that we're but women in particular, for no reason. Somebody you are meeting for the first time, you have not said all of you are on the queue, she looks at you and she begins to hiss and curse. I've always told one or two people around me, I don't, don't, but just ignore. It's not me. It's what is inside her. I mean, we are standing, we've not said anything. But looks at you. Because your presence is creating tension. Are you with me? Whoever carries this, there's no village you go to. There will be a problem. He moves with you and his presence. He wants to do all these things, but you are not. This is why I will talk about connection. For instance, you know, I've told you before, the, we have two gens at the back. The one is the, two, 351, is 300 kVA. They are too powerful for a flat. You understand what I'm saying? So, your generator at home, the cable you use, it just, it's not armor cable. It's just a, but when the generator gets so big, you will need what is called armor cable to carry that power. The only spirit is one person, but its manifestations, they vary. As you develop more and more, you open more channel, bigger cables, your cord between, and the more is able to manifest through you. So people have worked with him more than some other people. He shall show you things to come. That's what I want to stop today. Things to come. There are things to come. Both in Nigeria, in your family, around you, things to come. Nobody understood when Noah began to construct an ark. Let me not talk about our wonderful friend who said that it was not God that told Noah to construct the ark. May God just have mercy on some people. But um, it's an elderly person. It's not for me to say. All I know is this. Well, <laughs> amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, people look at what is very plain in the Bible and they twist it. God said to Noah, God even gave Noah dimensions and the preacher said it was not God. That Noah just captured what God and interpreted. It is well. Um, no one at the same person said that communion is wrong. You know, when you start looking for something new to say, you just deviate from the path of the truth. And it's unfortunate. There are no new messages. Forever, oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. Once you want to sound new, sound like a man of revelation, error will come in. And once error starts, except we repent, it never stops. It is true. I have heard so many things coming from same quota, same set of people. This one, that one. The same set of people said that God does not live in heaven. 
that before he created heaven, he was somewhere. Now, in the beginning, God created the, created the heaven and the earth. Number one, they don't understand the heaven, the Bible is talking about in the beginning. But when Jesus wanted to pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven. If a preacher says Jesus does not, God does not live in heaven, and Jesus said, No man has ascended except me. And me that have ascended, I'm telling you that when I want our Father who is in heaven. Well, I don't, I, you can explain here and there with Hebrew Greek, but I go with Jesus. He said, Our Father who art where? That's all. I'm not fighting you for believing that God is. God is bigger than heaven, true. But Jesus said, Our Father who art in heaven, and that is sufficient for me. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God. Ah. How many people here are baptized in the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand very well. Are you afraid? If you are baptized, you will go raise your hand very well. How many people are functioning in the at least three of the gifts of the Spirit? Regularly. Three out of nine. Three. I'm going to ask you, if you raise your hand, I can test you right now. Because if you are functioning, you should function at all times. And you will function right here. <laughs> so let me see your hand. You function at least three. Why so few? Now, see, all of you raised your hand that you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Less than six people are raised their hand that they are functioning. Three out of nine. This is what wants to begin to happen. Why does it live quietly in many Christians? All of you that raised your hand that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, the power to bind and loose is at work in you. Jesus said that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. It comes with the power of God. The power is in you. Why is the power not operating? Why is it not showing you things? Many things we were on earth and will again and enter. People around me, I'm always in the habit of always telling them things. Before the name Boko Haram came out, four years, three years before then, at least once in a week, I will see myself in the midst of people wearing military uniform, but killing people and destroying cities. And I saw that the forest resembled forest in the north. I served in Kaduna in the north, but I did not know what it was. I thank God for SMS. I composed SMS and I sent to three pastors what I've been saying repeatedly. Now, what is this? Quite scary. See them, they will, and all of them, they were speaking, not in Yoruba, not in the North, but language from that part. And I, I, I said, this is, but there was no physical evidence at that time. Because I'm not called as a prophet, I don't come out to say things. And as a matter of fact, the call of a prophet is not to say, maybe one of the reasons why God at times will downplay this on people is that when the gifts start working, there's a temptation to always want to make announcements. You see, manifestations when they start the greatest thing you need to overcome is show showmanship yes and believe me sincerely this is how people have destroyed a lot of preachers and prophets if you are called as a prophet the first thing you must do 
is to be very thorough in the word of God. 90% of your assignment is to teach the word. 10% to prophesy, not the other way around. But you know what? Because you are focused on what they have come to pass, when people come to your meeting, all they want you to do is to give them a word. Even the way they are looking at you, as you are teaching, they are asking, oh, yeah, when we switch now, let's hear. And once you don't, you appear powerless. Even the colleague he brought John, we said, I should be able say this guy they see now. <laughs> now, Greek Hebrew, they teach up for one hour. And you start hearing those things, you, you feel like, and then they come the following Sunday again, and you start teaching how to have a great marriage according to God's word. And they are tapping each other. Ah, but you said that the day you came, he said that uh, he saw a demon behind you. And that he told you the name of your in-law and the name of your cousin. You said that this one. Say it's true now. I'm disappointed. Yes. Everybody who sits into the spirit, they are falling into this trap. Some have been able to overcome, majority have not been able to. As you look at people, you know what they are saying. The same thing goes for miracle working power. As they come, they want you to perform. And you are looking at some of them truly very sick. But you see, the power of God is not like a switch that you turn on and off at will. Jesus said to Kenneth again, you will know the names of demons and their number when you are in the spirit. And when he was teaching, he emphasized that for over five years. When you are in the spirit. When you are in the spirit. He said there was a man he prayed for for five times. He will pray, people will get healed. But this man was not healed and it was a meeting for one week. It was the fifth day. That the man, he used to call out, and he would pray. Many got healed, but this man, the man came out before they came out. The, it was the fifth day. As the man was going back, that he saw like an imp, a demonic spirit, rounding his hand upon the man's head and tightening his hand upon the man's neck. But he never saw it the first day. And the Lord explained to him that that was why in that chapter 16, Apostle Paul was going around the city and a girl possessed was shouting after them, These are servants of God. It was one day that Paul got angry and said, come out of her. So Jesus told him, Paul didn't do that day one, day two, day three, day four, because there was no unction for that, that time. That means there are moments, I just told you about Elisha also now. He didn't just say that about this time tomorrow. The famine persisted for a while. Then one day, he, refused, he received the leading to speak. You see, the Holy Spirit will let you know when to speak and your word will not fall to the ground. You can speak of your own accord. And you can speak by the Spirit. Should I shake you a little? Thank God for confession. But this is about where many Christians stop. Some have written confession on the world and they confess. It's wonderful. Confession has its place in the school of the Spirit, but it's a step into something. All those things we are confessing there and I, the day the Spirit is moving and you speak, it will be done. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit that you can attach timing to confession. You want to build, you want to buy a house. You are confessed. You have found the spirit that says that you shall join houses that you did not build. And you're, it's okay. You are taking step one. Father in Jesus, name, I thank you. My, my family, you've given us a house. And you are come, maybe you even you on the wall. Six bedroom duplex. In Lekki. Even though I don't like Lekki, but no, I love Lekki, but I don't like the location. You are confessing. Oh, in my godo, in the Kedja Jihari, I have. When you start saying things like that, actually you are releasing forces. It is true. But you see, the greatest part of it 
is that one day you are in your room and the Holy Spirit says, daughter, speak now. That is when you can attach. You can never attach timing to prophecy. If you do, or timing to promises, if you do, you might not like this or you feel disappointed. But a promise moves from a promise to a prophecy when the Spirit is involved. So that's why you can say that between now and the next 90 days, I will give to my wife the key to our house. Now, it is no more you talking. The Spirit is telling you for certain what will happen. And is speaking through you to prophesy over your own family. Yes. That's when the person can say that about this time next week, this and this and this would have happened. That's no more a promise. That is a prophecy. And prophecy they are not by the will of man. Only men of God prophesied as they were moved by the Spirit. That means, let me stop here. What is that scripture? 1 Peter 1, 22, is 1 or 2 Peter. Prophecy, I know it's chapter 1, 1 Peter, or chapter 1, 2 Peter, verse 19, 20, 21, one of those three verses. Only men of God speak as they were moved by the Spirit. Let's stop here. This can happen severally in your room. You see, if you allow the Spirit to move you to say something, it is called in the realm of the Spirit prophecy. This is why the Bible says that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. For prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. So you cannot will it. Maybe next we begin to explain the difference between prophecy and unction. When you are anointed heavily, there is an allocation given to you to make some declarations and see them come to pass. It is true. So you can actually speak in on some matters. But you know the way it works? Many times, if you are anointed, it works more when you minister to people. Yes. To some degrees, I can call some of you out now and say that certain things should happen and it will happen. Why? It confirms the words of his servant and the counsel of his messenger. But there are some other things I cannot say like that. And the higher your anointing increases, the more capacity you have to say certain things. But there are some other things that you cannot say that way, except the Spirit tells you to. Maybe we'll explain this properly next week. Yes. Every Christian, the same way. But when you are a man of God, the more you grow, you grow more in this thing. So even every Christian, there are certain things that by ordinary faith of yours, you can bring to pass in your life. But there are some other things that they only happen when you speak according to what the Spirit tells you to say. Did you get that? Hallelujah. So you can actually decree, because the Bible covers that, that thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established. So in some ways, there are things you can stand as a Christian and say in Jesus' name, before next week, I decree that this will happen and it will happen. But there are some other things that you have to wait for the Holy Spirit to say to you, prophesy. When this girl saw it, ah, said, can these bones live? He said, Lord, this one is beyond me. Only you know. Then the Lord said, prophesy. There are issues bigger than your life or bigger than your faith. You need prophecy. And they happen by the spirits. Yes. How can you say and change a person who is a pharaoh? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why am I sensing that there are many people here you need to prophesy? And I'm telling you from that scripture that only men, prophecy did not come by the will of man. 
but they spoke as they were moved by the spirit can the spirit move in your room and you begin to say some things you need to let this begin to be part of your prayer life hallelujah there are walls, walls in lives that are listening to me that must come down. They do by the power of prophecy. There are heights you must attend to. Listen, life by itself will not leave you alone to cross to another level. This is why average people are many all around the world. Life tends to keep you at average level. There is a force that kills people. To go beyond this, sometimes you will use your own mouth to prophesy to yourself. Not by confession kind of prophecy. A prophecy baked by the Spirit that jacks you up to another level. You come out of your room, you will know immediately that within 30 days, your level, it's everybody, will, you know it, that everybody will just see that you have just moved. Yes, you know. Immediately there is a change. You are lifted to another level. Why? You are prophesying yourself from where you are to another place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. At times, I try to get us to do this. Do you know when you come to church and the anointing is strong, you don't need to wait for pastor to ask you to say something. You can take advantage. I think I need to explain to this church what I have seen, what is called the realm of the spirit and how it functions. It is true. Have you read that story of the movement of water? The force to step in. The same water. If another person should step in, the person will drown without any healing. This things of the spirit are very fast. I said that now because I just saw something. As I'm preaching at times, it's like hosts are moving around. At times, somebody speaks, it is carried to heaven immediately and it's endorsed. Don't ever waste any time. That's why even Yorubas acknowledge, they will say that to keep quiet is the beginning of bad luck. Don't come to church to keep quiet. I'm under the prophetic and I'm addressing this spirit of heaviness is the number one enemy of many Christians. Even when they notice the power of God, they sit on their chair like this. Listen. Pass me not my gentle. It's not a song that you sing on your knees. This is partnership. This is participation. That's why you have a mouth. That's why you are a Christian. Any meeting you attend, once you notice the anointing, either in worship or in message, it is time to release your spirit to catch something. It's like petrol is littered all around you. And you are the match box and the matches in your mouth and you are quiet. Petrol itself cannot burn. Somebody must lit fire. There must be. Somebody must ignite. Even if you pour 10,000 gallons of petrol in this oil, it cannot burn anything on its own. 
when the anointing is moving, it's like the ground is being soaked. Something you could not say in your room. Something you are trying to say, but it's not working. All of a sudden, you are in the midst of the prophet where the anointing is moving. In the presence of glory. And you speak and it is done. You must not miss that moment. Now I decree that the scholarship is here. Now I decree that the rent is paid. Now I decree. These are the things you should say. Sometimes the message is very high. You put your two hands on your body and say, Sickness, that is it. Your end has come now. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at that promotion now. Oh, my eyes have seen the King, the Lamb upon the throne. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lamb upon the throne, who raised forever. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lamb upon the throne. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Please, ma, we should. Please, ma, we should see after service. I have a word for you, and I don't want to say it here. You know, right now, I just feel this signal going around my palm. As if doing the message, someone walked in. That's the Lord himself. His presence is here. Lord, what do we do with this anointing? We must not take a step ahead of you. It looks to me as if somebody, there has to be a decree over someone. This is the morning that somebody has been waiting for. Whatever it is, you are brought into it. The wait is over. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Who reigns forever? 
Thank you. So Everybody pray in tongues for one minute. As loudly as you can. Jesus, touch whoever you have decided to touch this morning. Holy Yeshua, Horace Horem, Balakatayas, from the back to the front, the Lord is here. We release ourselves to you, Jesus. Super Lakata Yabash. There are wounds being healed right now, physical and emotional and spiritual. Thank you, Jesus. Many people here this morning and those who are watching me from today, you begin to walk in your true calling. Then you begin to operate at the level of success, of grace that God wants you to be operating. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now the river of God is flowing into your wilderness, turning into a fruitful land. Thank you. Glory to your name, Lord. I have to stop. After the service, keep praying. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We honor you, Lord. All praise to your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.